Hello, and welcome to the NPRD podcast with nurse practitioner and registered dietitian Robin Kivit. Eating disorders, body image, medicine, they are all interconnected. But with so many programs, techniques, and advice to choose from, it's easy to be overwhelmed. Robin, with more than 25 years of experience as a nurse practitioner and registered dietitian, offers help and hope for everyone, families, children, and adults. Along with veteran talk show host and good friend, Jordan Rich, Robin invites you to learn much more right here on the NPRD podcast. Hi there, welcome to the NPRD. We are so fortunate today to have Joanna Candell of the National Alliance for Eating Disorders. Welcome. Thank you so much, Robin. I am so excited to be here with you. Please introduce yourself for our listeners. I will not do as great a job as you. (laughs) Absolutely. So um, my name is Joanna. I use she, her pronouns. I am the founder and CEO of the National Alliance for Eating Disorders. Up until about a year and a half ago, we were known as the Alliance for Eating Disorders Awareness. I founded the Alliance over 22 years ago as a direct result of my experience with eating disorders. And, you know, for me, I was so grateful and I was so lucky that I um, was given the gift of recovery um, that I wanted to pay it forward and make a difference. Um, and there were so many things that went wrong or in, in my personal experience. I didn't get access to care. Um, I didn't have like proper intervention. And even though I held a lot of privileges and at times during my struggle with my eating disorder looked like that archaic stereotype of who develops eating disorders and what they look like, I fell through the cracks. Um, So Mm -hmm. for me, when I was finally able to ultimately find my recovery, um, I was able to get some treatment. I made a pact with myself that I would do everything in my power to pay it forward and to make a difference for other folks, other folks that um, might not be as lucky as me and 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 hold as much privilege as as I. Um, so I started the organization on October fifteenth, two thousand, and over the years, uh, from being a party of one to now, really the leader in the space when it comes to education, referrals, and support for all individuals experiencing eating disorders as well as their loved ones. Um, I really have the best job in the world um, and I'm able to uh, try to help folks on their journey to recovery. So it's a little bit about me. I'm also um, a mom. I'm also Mm -hmm. a partner. Um, I also am a proud member of the Eating Disorders Coalition Board of Directors, as well as a member of um, Health and Human Services Interdepartmental Serious Mental Illness Coordinating Committee. It's an appointment through the federal government um, where I'm able to really make sure that eating disorders are part of the general mental health conversation. So that's me in a nutshell. Incredible. Thank you. I want to just thank you for being on again, but also to let our listeners know how we met. We actually got to meet in person in the fall of 2019 when we both presented at Carolina House's annual symposium. And so I was very privileged to hear you speak and hear so much more of your journey. And 
it's just been amazing to watch and listen and read about how you've moved the alliance to a national alliance, right? So that's changed. The name has changed, but that's, you know, more inclusive of geography or can you let us know how that shift happened? Yeah. You know, when I first started the organization, it was really a grassroots organization based in South Florida. That's, I mean, that was where I was born and raised when I moved back home after, after college, it's where I wanted to start the organization. And just over time, you know, we expanded from South Florida to Florida, to the Southeast, to the East coast. And then there were several years that we were still like an East coast organization that just had some national reach. Um, And then the pandemic happened and it really pushed us to expand our services beyond just the East coast of the country Um, from a Friday night to a a Monday morning. One of the things that we do at the Alliance is we hold free clinician led support groups. Uh, We had 22 in person across the country from Friday to Monday. We had to shift to a to virtual because we knew that people needed help and support during the pandemic. And, you know, we thought, Hey, it'll just be a month time. We'll just do this in the meantime, as a stopgap ended up being two and a half years. Um, and it really turned into, um, one virtual group to where we opened six virtual support groups, um, that were all clinician led three that were our general pro recovery groups. One is our um, LGBTQ plus group. One is our loved ones, friends, and family group. And we also have a a mom-to-mom group, which is moms supporting other moms. Also, our referrals went from, you know, from being mostly East Coast to being folks around the globe. We also, Mm -hmm. our our referral mechanism, Find ED Help, which is the largest comprehensive and robust referral database, went from getting three to 400 searches a day to over 2000 searches a day for treatment. So it really allowed us, and you know what, it was our, it was coming up on our 21st birthday and something that we had been talking about is, you know, our name really didn't reflect who we were anymore. And so we made the decision to change it into the National Alliance for Eating Disorders. And um, I'm so proud of the work that my team has done. They are truly the best humans I know. And um, they allow us to keep on showing up for the community and giving back and hopefully making a little bit better for folks and their loved ones. It is incredible to me how the pandemic, you know, maybe it's, this could be a whole other discussion, but maybe it's, well, we know statistically that mental health has declined, that needs have increased with the pandemic for obvious reasons. I wonder sometimes if, in a lot of ways, it was there all along. And we just didn't see it as much because the virtual care was not available. Thank you for the find ED help statistics. Also, I refer folks to your groups all the time. And yeah, and they love them. And the diversity Mm -hmm. that you have, the thoughtfulness, the mom to mom, the loved ones, the LGBTQ, like it's all just, it's so well thought out. What I want to get to is not one more weekend because yeah. it's, it's this weekend. Yes. And I'm so excited. And you have, this is the third year mm-hmm. and took over, I believe for 
rally for recovery? Yeah. Yeah. Before the pandemic, we had um, we had rallies for recovery in communities. That's actually so um, one of the things that means a lot to the organization is if we go into a community and we raise funds in a community, we want those funds to stay in the community. So we had these rallies like in Delaware, Orlando, Austin, we had these rallies for recovery where we would raise enough money to then leave a support group in the community because um, it never felt really good for me when organizations even outside of, of the eating disorder community come in and they raise funds and the community comes together and then they have no resources at the end. So for us, it's been very much like if we're coming into your community, we're raising funds in the community, we're either going to leave an educational program we're going to do, we're going to have a support group. We're going to have something. But then with the, um, with the pandemic, we couldn't host in-person events. And so we, we sort of pivoted and said, okay, well, what do we do? And this idea of not one more, um, became our battle cry at the organization. I was sitting, um, I was, I was helping a family that had a had a son, a male identifying child who was 13 years old. And I advocated alongside this family to get access to care. Um, I was in a meeting one afternoon and one of my staff members, one of my team members came in and said, Joanne, I have to tell you that this young man lost his life to his eating disorder. Mm. And Robin, I have to tell you that mm. I sort of had this moment of like, I, how in, at this point it was 2019, in this day and age that folks are still losing their lives and they are every 52 minutes as a direct result mm -hmm. of, of eating disorders. And I looked at my colleague and I said, um, not one more, not one more moment like this, not one more life lost to this insidious disease. And that has become really our vision at the organization is not one more. It's become our, like our, our reason, our North Star. And so as we were thinking about, well, how do we make these rallies come to life? It dawned on us that we need to create this Not One More Weekend built on the pillars of what we do at the Alliance. And our pillars here is help, support, and recovery. Those are really our pillars. And so that's how Not One More Weekend came about. And so it's a three-day weekend. Um, and this Friday, February 24th, mm -hmm is our national day of help. So we are actually, I'm so incredibly pleased to share that we're partnering with Crisis Text Line and we're gonna urge everyone to go to um, notonemore.co and download the image. And the image says that it's okay to get help. And we're gonna ask everyone to post it on their social channels, whether it's on their Instagram page, their Facebook, their TikTok, whatever it is. And it's a, a it's it, it really is to urge people to reach out for help, that it's okay to talk about it, that we know that there's so many inequities when it comes to accessing care and only 30% of individuals with eating disorders will ever access care, but we will do everything we can to connect folks to any type of support services we can. So that's what this Friday is. Saturday, which is the 25th, is our national day of support. And as we were talking about before, when we were coming up with this, I have an amazing board member um, who's sober from from alcohol. And he was like, you know, it'd be really cool is if we had like three or four hours of like back to back to back groups. And of course, me being the under, never being the underachiever, 
I was like, why, why four groups? What if we did 16 hours of group? Mm. And so this is the third year that we're doing from, from 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to midnight. Every hour on the hour, we're going to have groups. But this year, we're not just having 16 groups. We're having 24 groups. Because I saw that. I really wanted to have specialty groups for folks that are not seen and heard oftentimes, not, not supported. So we have these amazing groups, including our pro recovery group, relapse prevention, support for loved ones, but we also have an eating disorder neurodiversity group. We have an eating disorder and chronic illness group. We have a group for, for folks in larger bodies. We have a BIPOC support group. We have a Spanish speaking group for loved ones. I saw that um, too. We have yeah. a ton. We have a group for parents of minor children. We have a group for parents of adult children. And then we also have this amazing group, um, this grazing space where we're going to be hearing from our facilitators that have lived experience um, with eating disorders that are going to share their stories. And something that was really important to me for these specialty groups, the clinicians that are leading them have the same lived experience. So for our, our eating disorders and neurodiverse um, group, our clinicians um, are neurodiverse. For our folks in with chronic illness, our facilitators have chronic illness. So there's that that level of safety and knowingness that we really wanted to put in there. And of course, all of our groups are free because we never want cost to be a barrier. And then Sunday, uh, February 26th is our is our national day of recovery that's really um, culminated in our rally for recovery. And Robin, I'm so excited about the folks that we're having to speak. Um, our headliner is the fabulous Tess Holiday. Yes. I think she is so incredible and so wonderful. And not only did she come out so vulnerably with her experience with really shitty, excuse my language, def- diagnosis of atypical anorexia. I hate that that diagnosis, but mm-hmm. that's what we have now. Yeah. But we also have an amazing conversation around shattering the archaic stereotype of of who develops eating disorders and what they look like. Um, William Hornby is part of it. Elisa Donovan is part of it. Um, Ayana Ishmael, um, Steph Ng, um, and the fabulous Mary Lambert is part of that conversation. Um, And we also have, very importantly, a celebration of life Mm. for the the amazing humans that are no longer... um, and that had lost their life to an eating disorder. So that's really the weekend. Um, really excited about it. Um, everything can be found at notonemore.co.co. Um, mm-hmm. Please check it out. Please join us, whether you want to come to one group or 15, or you want to, and you want to join the Rally for Recovery. That's what it's there for. You've been so awesome in explaining all this and being like such a champion watching you talk the listeners don't get to see us but i do and i can just see even more ideas in your mind yeah going um the the entire weekend again so thoughtfully put together does the national alliance feel like not one more weekend you know you'll like this is going to keep being an ongoing piece, right? Because it is so important and it isn't just, you know, you've already gone from the 16 groups to 24 groups. So we're going to be able to look for this annually, Mm -hmm. right? 
I really hope so. Um, And I I definitely plan on it because, you know, I mean, ideally in my head, I want to get to a point where we have 24 hours worth of group. Cause I think how cool would that be for one full day, 24 hours? Because, you know, one thing that, that strikes me is the people that attend our support groups virtually right now are from all 50 states in the country, but 72 countries around the world. We have a lot of people outside of the U S that come that, that attend our groups. Um, and you know, as much as there's a barrier to care here in the United States for, for eating disorder services, there's even less in other areas. And for us to be able to continue to do our growth, right, to offer more groups, to to offer more safe spaces, that's just that's just what we need to keep on doing. Because ultimately, what my goal is for the Alliance outside of that one more is to have groups every single day of the week that are virtual. So it doesn't matter where you are in this world. If you need support, you can fall into support. My, um, my, my, my best friend, he is sober from drugs and alcohol over, like he has 18 years sobriety, which is incredible. And it doesn't matter where he is, Robin, he can always get support. Yes. And I have always been, I'm not a jealous or envious person in the least bit, but I've always been envious our community needs that. Our community deserves that. And ultimately, that is what we're working towards. And we definitely never want cost to be a barrier because those of us who experience eating disorders never chose to develop an eating disorder. And yet, we des- yet we have to climb hurdles. We have to overcome so much to be able to access care. And this is one way that the Alliance can show up and offer that care and support. So that's where, where my mind is going. I have a lot mm-hmm. more ideas, which hopefully when we connect again, I will yes. be you'll, you'll be on again. And I, I appreciate so much the worldwide piece. When I started doing this podcast, the first recording was with Jesse Diggins and she was in Europe at the time. Yeah, And she very graciously spoke with me for about a half hour. I, you know, read her book upside down and backwards. Um, and what's been amazing to me is the podcast is now heard in 47 countries. That wasn't my intention, but that's the reach. And I completely agree with you because having that worldwide reach, having your groups accessible like that in that virtual way, it, it's it's just, that's what's needed. So right here with you that way. And I mean, Robin, congratulations. That's so incredible. And I think there was so much awfulness around the pandemic, right? So many things yeah. that, that that happened. But these silver linings, these yes. ray of hope mm-hmm. started coming out. This idea of virtual care, right? Like I, I, I'm based in, in the state of Florida. It's one of the longest states in the country, right? There's, there's care deserts where I live, where there's not a clinician three hours around you. Mm-hmm. And so for folks that are, that, that specialize in eating disorders, like, so for individuals that are experiencing eating disorders before the pandemic and this real realization of virtual care, people were out of luck. They yeah. couldn't, the fact that your podcast can be heard by all of those folks around the globe, the support groups can be used by, by people around the world. We have an amazing human 
He's a transgender male that lives in Saudi Arabia who does not miss a single group every single time. It is the only time that that he can show up in his true identity and that he can get care for an eating disorder. That is, to me, the most beautiful part Mm -hmm. of, of the pandemic. The fact that folks all the time remark when they come into our space how beautifully diverse the community is Mm. because historically these brick and mortar groups that we had even though we know that eating disorders don't discriminate the same type of human would walk through the door because of so many barriers right so many different barriers but there's literally all ages all genders all races all body shapes and sizes, all abilities that are able to access these groups for folks that don't have access to transportation, for individuals that hold all of these different identities as a parent, as a caretaker. Maybe they weren't able to get in a car and drive and do all of this. Mm -hmm. This virtual world of creating podcasts, communities, groups, treatment has really, to me, been the most beautiful part of a very terrible time in all of our lives Mm. so i'm just grateful for you you're a star thank you (laughs) so we we will definitely have you on again and i'm hoping it's before next year's yes i would love that i would love that to hear all the things you're up to. I love seeing your office in the background. And Thank I, you. I think Excuse there's some ideas. No, I love yeah. it. There's like there's that's, that's my vision board. Yes, back there, so. I love your vision board. Yeah. So yeah. um we'll connect again and sure. just very grateful. You take good care. Thank you so much, Robin. Thank you for joining us for the NPRD podcast with Robin Kivit. We invite you to subscribe, download, rate and review us and share this valuable podcast with friends and family. Help and hope is found here. For more, just go to robinkivit.com. That's R-O-B-Y-N-K-I-E-V-I-T.com or check out the N-P-R-D.com. 